He says that in the last days, hard times will come, which means grievous or desperate times or, notice, or coming of Christ. The coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, grievous times will come. Desperate times will come. Talking to Timothy. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. It's great to have you along today for our continued study of 2 Timothy, exploring the Apostle Paul's warnings of widespread spiritual rebellion in the world's last days. Raul will encourage us to prepare for what's ahead by immersing ourselves in the Word of God. Stay with us to see that in the increasing chaos and uncertainty of the end times, God's Word can be your only unshakable foundation. With today's lesson, here's Raul Reese. 2 Timothy chapter 3. There are 19 things Paul's going to talk to us about in the last days. The attitudes that are going to be seen in the last days among people. In the book of Hebrews chapter 1, In verse 1 he says, God who at various times, in various ways, spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son Jesus Christ, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, creator of everything. These are called the last days because in them, What's happening? God is completing his purposes for his people. That's you and me and his church. That's us. The first thing he does in the first verse, he says, but now this, notice what he says here. This is not what I'm going to tell you. This is now I'm going to warn you. He says that in the last days, hard times will come which means grievous or desperate times or, notice, or coming of Christ. The coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Grievous times will come. Desperate times will come. I was just blown away because when he speaks about the last days, I wrote this down, the technical term speaks of the last days of the church age. Make sure you write that down, the church age. Which ends with what? With the rapture of the church. In the Old Testament, the last days are called the end of the age. The time of the end. Here he's talking about the last days, which means the last days, right before Christ comes, what's going to happen? The rapture of the church is going to take place. But before that, hard times will come. Grievous times will come. And we have to be ready. We have to be ready because they're coming. I promise you they're coming. He says in verse 2, there's going to be 19 things he's going to talk about. For men will be lovers of themselves. So that's a great one. Loving yourself. Every one of us have done that. 
And maybe you're still doing it. But I think it's important what Paul is declaring here because he's talking about self-lovers, selfishness, taking care of number one, me, myself, and I. Lovers of money in the last days. Money controls you. You buy whatever you want to buy and still not happy. So you got to buy more things. You can get satisfied. You got to make more money. And then boasters, swaggers, or arrogant, appearing above others, showing off how great you are, proud. Wasn't that the first sin that we saw in the Bible? Satan? Pride is what kicked him out of heaven? And how many times pride has taken down people, man, instantly? Instantly, when Jesus said, You have to be humble, meek, loving, kind. And Paul here is declaring these are the signs of the last days blasphemers, railers, or abusive speakers, or slander. They slander people, blasphemers, disobedient, rebellious against who? Their parents, disobedient to parents. Children, man, we see that today a lot. No respect for parents. Parents don't even know how to discipline their children. Imagine a little 17-year-old or literally a 15-year-old, they start getting nasty with you and you're sitting there and you don't correct them. Shame on you. If you allow them to do what they do, they're going to get worse. And a lot of times, you know, I've talked to so many people, your son, your daughter go to college, and they pay all this money, or you paid all this money, they can't get a job, and then they come and live with you, and then you support them. Oh, man, be careful of that. But here in the last days, he's declaring, notice, rebellion against parents. Don't want to do what my mom and dad want me to do. Forget them. No respect, no obedience, unthankful, never, never giving thanks to God, never, ungrateful, lack of gratitude, lack of gratitude, man, these things just blew me away when I was reading them, I go, Lord, whatever I'm missing, please convict me, I need that in my life, unholy, profane, To be without holiness, void of piety. Those who refuse to be identified with God, but they refuse to not only be with God, but to do whatever they want to do and live a life of unholiness. They love unholiness. Everything that is evil. And then he says, verse 3, unloving, having abnormal relationships in the Greek here. Abnormal relationships Homosexuality, lesbianism, child molestation, etc., etc., etc. Heavy, heavy, heavy. Thus saith the Lord. This is God's word. God's word. You have someone in your home, a daughter or son, they're homosexuals. And they're old enough to have their own place. Tell them to leave. Don't put up with them. How are they ever going to come to Christ? If you allow them to do what they do, bring their boyfriends or their girlfriends into your home. Son and daughter on drugs. 
bringing your house down, robbing you, stealing from you, selling your furniture, selling whatever, and you still allow them to be in your home. Shame on you. Kick them out of your house. Let them be responsible. Then he goes on to declare unforgiving, not interested in peace. Unforgiving, you'll never have peace. I won't forgive you. Never. Think of how many families are unforgiving. Maybe some of you here are unforgiving. You have something against someone, you don't want to really forgive them. And if you don't do that, guess what happens? You have no peace in your life. Ever. Until you forgive. Slanders. That's another one. Those who are devilish or false accusers. Pretty heavy. Those who are devilish or false accusers. Slanders. They're slandering people all the time. Without self-control. Well, that's another one. Without strength or out of control. You don't have control of your life. No self-control. You can end up in prison. You can end up dead. No self-control. Or you can kill somebody. No self-control in anything that you do. Brutal, savage, ungentle, furious. These are all in that word. Savage, ungentle, untamed, voracious. And you see someone that is brutal. I mean, I've seen a lot of people that are brutal. Husbands brutal with their wives, their children, or somebody else. And then he says, as despisers of good, despisers of good, haters of what is good, hates everything that is good. That's nothing to do with it. And then traitors. That's a great word, traitors. Judas Iscariot, the best example. And maybe you've done that to betray somebody. And when somebody does it to you, it really hurts. Well, how do you think they feel when you're being betraying someone that you know and you love and then you want to bring them to Christ when you're a traitor? Headstrong, reckless, to fall forward, the words used, to fall headstrong, to fall headstrong. Haughty, Blinded by pride, puffed up, proud, haughty. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Uh, First of all, this does not need to be interpreted. One love for self. One love for pleasure. I love what I do. Not loving God, but loving myself and doing what I like, but never with God. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Our goal is to help you gain a firm grasp of Scripture as you walk closely in step with the Lord. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165. And be sure to download our app for additional faith-building resources. With the final part of our study, here's Raul Reese once again. Verse 5, having a form of godliness. Notice what he says. You should underline that one. Because you're going to meet people that go to church and they're not godly. They seem to be godly, but they're not 
The word that he talks about here, the form of godliness, he says they go through a ritual of religion, but lack a real life and reality of being godly, of being really godly, godlikeness. You don't want to do anything with what's evil. You get rid of your books. You get rid of your pornography. You get rid of everything that is bringing you down and is going to destroy your life and your family's life. But denying its power, as from such people, listen, turn away. Get away from them. A Christian is to avoid them. You find these people in churches and you find them at work and you find them in the grocery store. You find them in the gym. You find them at the beach. You find them everywhere. These are the signs of the last days. They're going to become more real every single day. And that's why we need to be taught the word of God. Paul the apostle is teaching us some pretty heavy things. Verse 6 he says, For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away by various desires of the flesh. Their lives never change, never mature. Never change, never mature. Gullible women. That are brought into sin. Loaded down with sins. Led away by various desires of the flesh. They were being led, conducted, and listen, and guided by Satan, the devil. And that continues to happen today. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Men memorize that baby. Because we all need that. Not learning, or is always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. I wrote this down, never mature. They don't know any more about God's word they did when they first came to Christ. It would be embarrassing if I would say, okay, I want you to raise your hand. How many of you have read through the whole Bible? We would be shocked. How many? One time, two times, three times, four times, five times, every year. So many things that we need to learn. To learn from the word of God. Verse 7. Always learning, never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Then he says, verse 8. Now as Jancis and Jambres resisted Moses. Now in the Old Testament, he doesn't really give who they really are. They're two magicians. That Pharaoh used when Moses was doing the miracles and wonders. We know that. And that's in Exodus chapter 7, verse 11 through 12. He doesn't give you the chapter. Here the chapter is brought up. Exodus 7, 11 to 12. He says, as Jambres resisted Moses, so do these resist the truth. Notice what? Men of corrupt minds disapprove concerning the faith. Here we begin to see that they had no faith, no faith at all. They obeyed Pharaoh. And Paul here brings them into this chapter to remind us who they were and what they did. They did not honor Moses and they did not honor God or his word. And then he says in verse 9, But they will progress no further. The end has come. For their folly will be manifested to all as there also was. What does he mean by that? Paul is telling Timothy that these men will not advance anymore 
or any further, they're done. And it came to pass that they were done. He says in verse 10 to 12, notice, first of all, but you have carefully followed my doctrine. He wants to make sure that Timothy knows, hey, you've been following my doctrine. You haven't followed me. You have followed the word of God. And it's important for us to understand what he's saying here. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, he says. In manner of life, purpose of faith, long-suffering, long-perseverance. So what is Paul saying? You've been watching my life, and I've been an example to you, and that's why you're following me, because I follow Christ. How about you? How about me? Do we really do that? Do we follow those that are godly? Your children following you. People you work with. You don't want them to worship you. They want to see Christ. And when they see Christ, they have nothing to say. Because they knew you, who you were, what you did. And no longer are you doing that. Now in your lunch, I would see you sit outside with your lunch. And you have your Bible open. You're reading. You're praying. Or sharing the gospel with somebody. But you don't partake in dirty jokes anymore. You don't go to bars anymore. You don't do things that you used to do because now you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. A whole new creation, the Bible says. He goes on, verse 11. He says, persecutions, afflictions. He says, the things that happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, Lystra, what persecutions I endured. And out of them, all the Lord delivered me. And he continues to deliver me because right pretty soon I'm going to die. My head's coming off, and I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord. Paul's suffering, which Paul had endured in his journey in life. What is your journey in life? The journey of life, each one of us has our own. How are you going to finish that journey? Then he says in verse 12, yes. And all who desire or are willing to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Write it down. Circle it. Because if you're going through something tonight that you don't like, hey, listen. And yes, you all desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution from your parents, from your friends, from your job, from whoever it is you're going to be persecuted. Paul said, I was persecuted. You will be persecuted too. Talking to Timothy. But evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Sorcerers, those that belong to witchcraft and believe in Satan, palm readers, Ouija boards, all these things. And here with the word, when he uses evil men, he's talking about witches, those that are bad, those that are malicious. And when he uses the word imposters here, he's talking about sorcerers, seducing. And when he uses the word deceiving here, he literally says leading astray, then in turn led astray by others. You're leading someone and then somebody else is going to lead you away from the truth. But you must continue in the things which you have learned. Notice you must continue in the things you have learned. And being assured of knowing them from whom you have learned them. He's talking to Timothy. Who did he learn from? His grandmother, his mother, and now Paul. Paul's telling him, 
Remember who you learned them from. And being assured of knowing from whom you have learned them. And because Timothy had become knowledgeable in the word of God, his father was a Greek. His mother and grandmother were Jews. And since he was a little boy, they gave him the Torah. They gave him the word of God. They read him the Old Testament. And Paul came along and took him under his wing and began to disciple him. And Timothy became a great disciple of Jesus Christ through Paul's ministry. Through Paul's ministry. I love that. The ministry of the word of God. Verse 15. He says, And Timothy, that from a child you have known the Holy Scriptures, his grandma, his mom, Paul, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Jesus Christ. Because of your mother, because of your grandmother, they let you down. And by faith you came to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And that goes for every one of us here the same way. You see the past tense, I have been saved from sin. Present, I have been saved again from sin. And then he says this, the future. He says, we have been saved And we're going to see Jesus Christ one day. One day we're going to see him. Past, present, and future. Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. And then here comes a big scripture. Verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration. Notice that. The word of God is inspired. We didn't make it up. God gave it to the apostles, to the prophets, and they gave it to us. 66 books, 39 in the old, 27 in the new. It's so cool the way he says it here. All scripture is given by inspiration, literal in the Greek, God breath of God. And it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, For instruction in righteousness. This is how valuable the word of God is. Valuable. The Bible. Don't lose your Bible. Keep it close to your heart. Sit down and read it. Stand up and read it. Whatever opportunity you have, read the word of God. Brainwash yourself with the word of God. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is proper for doctrine, reproof, correction, for instruction, and righteousness. Reproof here means, which means conviction, studying the Bible. That word reproof. Correction, that is setting things right in your life. Instruction means discipline, thinking and acting in accordance with God's perfect will. With God's perfect will. I love that. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to review our lesson today, we'll send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. To get a copy, call us at 800-634-9165 and ask for Rawls' teaching from 2 Timothy chapter 3. As Christians living in the end times, we don't have to look far to see the defiance and apostasy that Paul warned of in his letter. To support you in preparing for all that the future holds for the world, we'd like to offer you Rawls' book titled Doctrines, A Simplified Roadmap of Biblical Truth. This resource will help you establish yourself in the Lord's wisdom and love as you ponder what the Bible says about sin, salvation, and much more. 
You'll also learn how to identify and reject false religious theories that could send you on spiritual detours. To order Doctrines, a simplified roadmap of biblical truth, just visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. We'll send you Rawls' book for $10 plus shipping and handling. That's 800-634-9165. Or you can write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Somebody Loves Your Radio is a listener-supported ministry. Thanks for partnering with us and taking the gospel to more and more people every day. We appreciate your tax-deductible gifts. Join us next time for the conclusion of our series in 2 Timothy. We'll get a challenge to devote more consistent time to the Lord in the Word and in prayer, preparing our hearts and minds for Jesus' ultimate return. Here's Raul with a closing comment. And then finally... That the men of God, women of God, may be complete, full, mature, thoroughly equipped, full of faith. Notice, for every good work, that the men of God and women may be completely, thoroughly equipped. How are we equipped? By the Word of God. For every good work, full maturity, full maturity. For every good work. Why? Because we believe by faith. We read the Bible by faith. We believe it. And we stand by faith in Jesus Christ. Like Paul, one day we're going to be gone. For what Christ has done. What he's doing even at this particular time. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.